It's my shit. It's my shit right here. What's good, y'all? What's popping? And welcome back to a brand new episode of the Wrestling Takeover Podcast. I'm your host, Jordan Turner, man. This is Sunday, August 27, 2023. Woo! How y'all feeling? How y'all feeling? AEW, all in. See, it's crazy because all week I was thinking to myself, am I going to order this shit? Am I going to watch it? The bill's been kind of shit. The bill's been kind of shit, but am I going to give Tony Khan my money? What am I going to get from it? Am I going to have a good time watching this shit? Let me tell y'all something. I loved it. Couple of things here and there, but when you really want to boil down to it, this is an opinion, analytical, real, in-your-face, unfiltered, and creative podcast. So I want to welcome all the new listeners to the Wrestling Takeover podcast. Thank you guys again for joining me. To the OGs, I appreciate you tuning in. I'm with it. I'm I'm pumped. I'm excited. You know, AEW's been, um, you know, the build towards All In has been whack as fuck. Let's just call it like it is. It's been whack as fuck. Um, now I knew the men and women were gonna come out and deliver, whether we like it or not. You know, this business. Around, I'd say the past couple years has been all about five star classics. Let's get a banger, right? Match quality. After tonight, in the main event, which I will get to, all I'm going to say is this storytelling. Is the most power high God. So I'm gonna say. But overall, AEW, they showed up and showed out. You know, you can complain about the build. At this point, fuck the build. Fuck the build. Comment, give your thoughts and opinions on what you watched today from the United Kingdom. I wanna shout out the UK folk. And I know I got some UK folk listeners, so I appreciate y'all. I really do. Love you guys. Um, I know it's a hot debate in the community as always. You got the Chicago fans, right? And then you got the UK. Let me tell you something. Nobody, nobody does it better than the United Kingdom fans, bro. Shout out to you guys. You guys, I mean, nobody's better than y'all. You guys are incredible. And you made this show even better than what it already was. So shout out to the UK fans. Now, I know y'all are waiting for me to jump into this review, which I will be doing so. Um, I want to say a couple more things before we jump right into this motherfucker. <laughs> I went on... Um, you know, went to the gym this morning, feeling good, feeling blessed, all right, about to watch some professional wrestling, and uh, I was talking to some people, they're fans of AEW too, and I told them, and I said, listen, what you think's going to happen today, who's going to debut, who's going to return, and uh, they threw out the same name I threw out, playfully, of course. 
hey, yo, I think Mercedes Monet is going to appear on the show. I'm like, talking about my girl? Talk about my girl, my goat? Nigga, come on, bruh. I'm like, all right. I kind of blew past a little bit. Like, I would like her to appear. It'd be dope. You feel me? But I don't think she's going to come out. I don't think we're going to see her. Let me tell you something. <laughs> when I seen her and they showed her multiple times. Let me talk to you. That was not done on ablimately. That was done on purpose. Now, we as the fans, we got to sit down. We got to sit back. We got to chill. Feel me? And we got to wait for TK to uh, officially announce the signing of Mercedes Money. 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 So, been talking about for months. Is Mercedes Monet going to be in AEW? Woo, 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 whatever, right? At this point, TK just needs to announce her. And social media is going to fucking break as it always does. Every time it involves Mercedes Monet. I knew the crowd was going to obviously know who she was. I knew the crowd was going to go crazy when they seen her, right? Motherfucker, I did not think that crowd was absolutely going to break when they seen her. When she popped out, crowd went crazy. Social media went nuts. And I'm over here marking the fuck out. Deservedly so. It's my girl. So I'm about to play the reaction that Mercedes Monday got. As I'm going to be playing quite a bit of audio and giving y'all my internal reactions to them. And we're going to have a good time here. We're going to have a good time. It's going to be a vibe. Be a chill, relaxed, honest. Don't forget the word honest. Review of AEW All In. There were some hits. A lot of hits. Some misses too. Some misses too. I want to be transparent as I possibly can. I know they have the AW Media Scrum. I will be checking that out as soon as this review is up and running. But I appreciate everybody again for joining me right here on the Wrestling Takeover Podcast. Be sure to follow me on social media, Twitter, at JT Takeover, a.k.a. X. If you guys even give a fuck, I'd appreciate it. But most importantly, I'm mainly going to be pushing for TikTok. Hi, TikTok. I appreciate everybody on TikTok, man. This shit is blowing up. This shit's blowing up, man. My TikTok is going crazy. I appreciate the support. I genuinely do. I cannot wait. Now I'm saving it, but I would love to introduce Q&As in the foreseeable future. So stay tuned to potential Q&As that are going to be coming to the Wrestling Takeover podcast. But TikTok, tiktok.com slash wrestling takeover. Give me a follow. Join the family. I appreciate it. Also join the family on Instagram, man. We're killing it. We're almost at a thousand followers on IG. So if you guys can just go to to Instagram, go to the search engine, type in the wrestling takeover. It's going to pop up. If y'all can give me a, uh, a follow and a couple likes and shit like that, I'd appreciate it. So thank you guys very much for staying tapped to the wrestling Takeover podcast. Let's get right into it, man. I have the first audio, which is the reaction of Mercedes Monet potentially being an AEW. She didn't appear on No Freak Accident. This was done on purpose. fast around here. I can't imagine what the girls are. Uh, they must be in a bit of a tizzy in the locker room right the, now. The women's locker right now is real nervous. Yeah, you hear that? Real nervous. Nigga, of course they're nervous. Of course they're nervous, bruh. Love the reaction for Mercedes Monet appearing. She appeared a couple more times. And it's, an, it's amazing because AEW was showing her Right, you know, throughout the night and stuff. Yeah, they were showing her so many times. So that right there should tell you as a fan, as a viewer, like, oh shit, she might actually be in AEW. 
And it was just, it was a fun moment to see her. Um, and it's just great. You know, it's really cool. I can't wait for that announcement to eventually break the internet that Tony Khan officially signed Mercedes Money to AEW. Speaking of AEW, man, we're going to kick things off, starting off the show with CM Punk, the real AEW world champion, going one-on-one with Samoa Joe. Now, I actually like that this opened the show. I might be in the minority, and that's cool, but hold on, guys. One second. Let me fix something real quick. Hold on one second. All right, y'all. I apologize for that. Your boy's back in the building. Let's get it. So, Punk versus... Samoa Joe, you know, people were um, getting a little agitated because of the opinion. Uh, we saw Samoa Joe and CM Punk already. Woo, woo, woo. You know, um, nothing's different. Okay, they have history from Ring of Honor. Who gives a fuck? It's not special. This doesn't deserve to be on Wembley. Let me tell y'all something. This was actually a really good opener. And I, I actually loved that this match opened the show. I uh, I really did. Um, I thought it was cool that it opened Wembley to get the crowd hyped. I've been saying this for a while. Um, I love when a pay-per-view, and I feel like AEW is... Starting to actually do it a lot more. Um, their lineup tonight was really effective. It was really effective. Um, but I love that they started with Punk and Joe, number one. Number two, I love that AEW was starting to start off shows with a bang. You got to start off with a good match. Um, and it's going to carry on for the rest of the show. You feel me? So um, Punk and Joe delivered. Um, CM Punk defeats Joe. To retain the world uh, heavyweight title, the AEW world title, or in this case, the real championship, CM Punk. I know we're going to get something with him, Jeff Punk, but down the line, um, I'm going to play the audio regarding CM Punk's uh, celebration commentary about it. So let's check this out. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Um, like I said, y'all, y'all gonna be hearing a lot of uh, audio as well with my uh, commentary and opinions. Okay. Um, I started to incorporate that with my uh, reviews. People like it, so I'm gonna continue to do so. CM Punk again got the win. Good for him. He's the real AEW champion, quote unquote. Are we gonna get something with Punk and MJF down the line? Champion versus champion. We'll see. We'll see. Um, Samoa Joe. Um, I know I said this to a couple of the homies. Um, some of them actually agreed with me. Um, and I'm going to say it to you guys as well, too. Did Samoa Joe make a mistake by going to AEW? No. Um, I think he made the right call. But this guy should be in AEW TV. This guy should be on AEW Dynamite. This guy should be... Um, the mainstay, really, of AEW Collision, and that's exactly what he's doing. Um, this two-championship bullshit, I, I'm really wondering what's going to happen. You know, is... You know, MJF's not appearing on Collision. You know, that's Punk show. Um, I'm going to get to Punk and somebody in a second, but I just want to make this point. Punk is on Collision. That's his show. MJF is on AEW Dynamite. That's his show. Are we going to get some sort of champion versus champion in the near future? I think that's going to be the game plan um, with MJF and CM Punk down the line. But we're just going to have to wait and see what happens with that. My overall grade of this match between Punk and Joe, 
I am giving it an A minus. This was a good open. Nothing too fancy, nothing too pretty. Just cool, calm, collected, good open to AW All In. Now, before I move on, I need to comment on this. Just bullshit. So, in the Zero Hour pre-show, um, Hook defeated Jungle Boy to become the new FTW champion again. I don't give a fuck because I don't care about that damn championship. Just my opinion. I care about Hook and I care about Jungle Boy. Both are incredible. Where am I getting at? Well, Jungle Boy put out a reference um, regarding a glass spot that Punk did not want Jungle Boy to, to, uh, to participate in. So Jungle Boy took the liberty of getting superplexed onto the glass of a car. There was a spot there. I seen it. And then he did another spot on the car. And then he looked directly into the camera. And he pretty much called out CM Punk without calling him out verbatim. He mentioned something about a glass. Talking about this is real glass. Or I just hit on fake glass, whatever. Are you happy? Whatever. Woo woo. What the fuck's going on? And then I seen Sean Ross Sapp, Raj Geary go on Twitter and mention there was a altercation between Punk and Jungle Boy. In fact, it was Jungle Boy that started it. What the fuck are we doing, man? I'm so tired of AW having these high school stuff. Fucking stop. Because it's a turnoff. It's a turnoff. I'm tired of this shit. I'm tired of reading there's a conflict here, a conflict there, a conflict any fucking where. You know what I mean? So they got to stop with that high school bullshit. But other than that, yes, I did um, check out Jungle Boy and um, Hook. I don't want to forget that match. It was decent for what it was. But they're fighting over a championship that I don't give a fuck about. Bottom line. Moving on. Bullet Club Gold versus The Elite. Now, this match. Listen, I know there are people in the community. Oh, why is this match happening? Uh, Kenny Omega needs to go against this person. Kenny Omega needs to go against that person. And, you know, we just need to see these two guys. Or not these two guys, but we need to see Kenny Omega um, pretty much face off against good uh, competition. And they felt like this wasn't that good, right? So they thought everything was kind of jumbled together. And the reality is this was jumbled together. Um, the truth is, this match did not need to happen. Um, Tenosuke Takeshita could have faced Kenny Omega one-on-one, but I don't think that was a high-profile match enough. And Takeshita has not really proven himself to be a good, strong heel um, to be having a singles match against Kenny Omega. They were not going to leave the rest of the elite off the program. So this taxi match happened. It is what it is. Um, I'm going to be honest with y'all. This was a banger. This was a banger. This was fun. This was exciting. Um, this was a good way to kick you know, things off and to kick off uh, potential storylines in the near future. Um, the Bullet Club Gold defeated the Elite due to the Kesta rolling up Kenny Omega. So this, this is going to be something of you know, long-term planning. Long-term booking, storytelling, right? Character development. We're seeing the character of Dinosuke Dekesta coming into his own. And he was wearing a black coat. Are we looking at a new potential cleaner in Dinosuke Dekesta? The better version of the cleaner. He's not the better version of the cleaner. But what I'm saying is character development. He's thinking that he is the better version of the cleaner than Kenny Omega himself. I believe we're going to get these two guys squaring off potentially at all out. It just makes sense for that storyline to uh, breathe and get more development. Because like I said, long-term storytelling needs to be the key moving forward in modern professional wrestling. This was a good match. This was a good match. This was fun. High pace. Hop and tee offense. Uh, the Bullet Club Gold defeated the Elite. Uh, like I said, 
uh, to do with to catch the rolling up Kenny Omega. So that's going to be a pretty interesting story to look forward to as I believe next. This is crazy. Next week is all out. And I want to make an announcement. I don't know if I'm going to be watching and reviewing all out. I think I'm going to pass. Because the thing is this, I was going back and forth between doing all out and not all in or doing all in and not all out. I don't really want to do both unless all out is ending up on HBO Max. Unless we get that announcement and it's on HBO Max because I have HBO Max and it's on there, I'll watch it and review it. If not, I'm probably going to skip it depending on the card and depending on the matches that happen. I'm probably going to skip it, but we will see what happens. I'll keep you guys updated on that. But, yeah, so this match was solid. It was fun. Um, fast pace. Everybody got their shit in there. Takashita does a beautiful jumping knee strike. A V-trigger. It's incredible. I think Kenny Omega has a better one. But, Tanelsuke Takashita absolutely, this nigga blasted Kenny Omega with a V-trigger. So, it was cool to see. Jay White. Man, this guy's a beast. This guy's a five-tool player, man. Superstar, mega star, and this was fun. This was fun. I enjoyed it, and we're gonna have to wait and see what happens in terms of story developing uh, for all these men moving forward. Maybe Kenny Omega, Takeshita, Kenny Omega, and uh, Jay White, Jay White, Adam Page. So we'll see what happens with it. Um, if I did not grade this match, I'll grade it now. Um, a minus. So you have two A minuses so far. One for Punk and Joe, and the other one for the Bullet Club Gold and <clears throat> the Elite. So they both get A-minuses. Third match, FTR. They defeated the Young Bucks due to a Shatter Machine to retain their AW World Tag Team titles. I've seen people on social media. Everybody, I need people to understand that everyone is entitled to their own opinions I just want everybody to understand that. Um, but at the end of the day, there are people saying that this match is the greatest tag team match of all time. The greatest tag team match of the century. This match will be, this match will be on my list of best wrestling matches this year. And I got a good list. So it's going to get controversial. I'm telling you all that right now. This list will be controversial before the end of the year when I eventually do my list. So this match is on there. Will it be as high as people are saying? I don't know. That's up for me to decide. This was incredible. These two tag teams. You know what? I'm a king and I'm controversial. I say what I say and I mean what I say. All right. The Young Bucks. People bash on them, super kick, super kick, super kick, super kick, super kick. They're bleeding into that, and they know the deal, right? For me, the super kick isn't special anymore. It's just, uh, you know, it's a move that sets up a new move, right? It isn't a move that finishes people. Uh, so that's how I feel about that. But they are a great tag team. One of my all-time favorite tag teams ever are the young bucks they are top three best tag team in the game today the young bucks ftr and the usos tell me when i'm telling lies those are the three their chemistry with ftr is incredible it's incredible they always deliver every single time they always deliver when they are in a match together. They never fail. They never fail us. And tonight they delivered again. They delivered. Um, this was fun. This was exciting. The storyline, you know, who's the greatest tag team of all time? Uh, who's the greatest tag team in AEW history? Whatever you want to call it. They busted their ass. They delivered. And I had a good time watching it. Now, FTR retained here, though. FTR retained, and after the match, it was 
it was pretty interesting to see what happened uh, after the match was over um, between the two teams. Um, but other than that, this was a great match. Shatter Machine, and they uh, they won at the end of the day, FTR. And I'm wondering who they're going to face next because they beat the Young Bucks. And so I'm wondering if we're going to get maybe Santana Ortiz, the Lucha Bros, what are we going to get? So it's going to be interesting, but I want to play a clip that is getting the whole wrestling world talking. Uh, was this a shoot? Was this a storyline? I'm here to tell y'all this was a storyline. Maybe we're going to get another match between these two teams, but I want to play this clip because this is a clip that everyone's talking about between FTR and the Young Bucks with after the match transpired. This match could have gone either way. They hung in the balance, back and forth. Oh! They retained the titles. They earned the titles, but they did not earn the respect of the Young Bucks. That's too bad because they deserve it. They, uh, they did not shake the hands of FTR. Now, I'm wondering, is that legit? Like, do the Young Bucks really have an ego like that to the point where they really think they're the greatest tag team of all time? Even though it's FTR. I mean, it's FTR. FTR is the best tag team in the world. There's no question about that. So they proved it. Um, I'm giving this match an A+. This match deserves an A+. One of the best tag team matches this year. No question about it. So congratulations to FTR. And I want to make this gesture. Um, it was beautiful. It was beautiful. Um, seeing Dax with a, uh, a Brody Lee. Um, and uh, <clears throat> a Wyndham Rotunda. And um, it hold on one second, guys. Hold on, because this was uh, this was a moment. This really was a moment. And um, he had three wristbands on, representing. And um, it was a uh, it was a great touch. It was a great touch. So shout out to uh, Dax for that, showing love to you know all three fallen fallen people and um, that recently passed away this year in uh the world of professional wrestling um i want to move on i don't want to get teary-eyed again um let's talk about the stadium stampede match man the stadium stampede's team orange cassidy they defeated team moxley due to orange cassidy pinning uh castagnoli this this was Something insane. This was something insane. We'd seen some crazy fucking spots in this match. Um, I'm going to play a couple of the uh, audio because I want you guys to hear this shit. Uh, this one is involving John Moxley and Penta. Listen to that crowd. That's crazy. God. He punctured this dude. Oh, God, that was crazy. Oh, God. That gave me chills, man. John Moxley is a sick son of a bitch. John Moxley don't give a fuck, though. That's what I want to tell everyone. John Moxley is a hardcore motherfucker. This guy does not care. No matter how many people bash him or he bleeds too much, which I am guilty of saying, I mean, he should really shouldn't be bleeding all the goddamn time. He should only be bleeding when it's important, when it calls for it, when the right situation calls for it. This called for it, though. This called for it. This was a hardcore match. So everyone got their shit in. It was fun. Orange Cassidy, man, was, I would kind of say, like the baby face of this entire match. 
because he kept getting his ass beat and he kept getting fucked up and he just kept fighting and fighting. He was the one that ultimately uh, got the win for his team. Now, Trent Beretta, this guy got his ass beat, literally got his ass beat. And he was kind of the punching bag of this entire match. And um, yeah, it, it, it's just, that's how it was, man. That's how it was. So um, I can't really say much more. I mean, because we don't really know what's going to happen next. All I'm going to say is I enjoyed what I seen. And that was easily one of the best uh, hardcore matches in AW history. Um, and one of my uh, favorite hardcore matches in quite some time. We haven't really seen a lot of hardcore matches as of late in pro wrestling, mainly in AW, but they've been kind of scaling that back a little bit, which is good because they should only be doing matches like that when it's when it's important and when the situation calls for it. Next match. I'm about to get controversial here. Next match. Um, Soraya versus Tony Storm versus the previous champion, Carl Sheeta versus DMD, Dr. Britt Baker. This is a fatal four-way for the AEW Women's World title. Tony Storm did not win this. Hikaru Shida lost the title. Britt Baker? Nah, Britt Baker didn't win. I remember I was talking to some folks, and uh, I was just throwing my predictions out as well, too. It's just on my podcast and stuff. And um, I was like, I think they're going to give the title to Soraya. And I would love to see an interaction after the match between her and Mercedes Monet. And this be the new feud for the AEW Women's Championship. Man, was I wrong. We didn't get that. But we did get Soraya winning the match. And let me tell you something. The community. For, for the most part, from what I've seen and read on social media... These people were pissed. These people were pissed. I'm not understanding why they were pissed. I can, everyone's entitled to their own opinion, but I'm just trying to figure out, I'm trying to figure out why they were upset. Like, I I can understand if they're upset that Carl Sheeta did not get an Apple opportunity um, to hold that championship. Again, she won that title again. Her first run was great. Her second run, which is, you know, this one, she just lost it. But this run was dog shit. Like, what the fuck was this? This was terrible. This was not a good look at all for the women's division and the women's championship and the prestige of that belt. It's been kind of rocky. Hasn't been that good. But I want to play the reaction with uh, Soraya becoming the new AEW women's champion. So yeah, y'all seen it. Y'all know what it was. Um, so what's next? What's next? I think they're gonna transfer into doing Soraya versus Tony Storm. It just makes sense logically. When you really want to think about it, it just makes sense for them to do something like that. Um, I guess no more Outcast. I mean, I pray to God that's the case because Outcast was just garbage, garbage. Nigga, this shit was trash. Let's keep it 100. Let's be real. That faction was terrible. Did nothing. Female NWO. Come on, bro. Like, that's lame as fuck. I was, that's, that's not creative. In my opinion, that's not creative. That is lazy booking to me. But Soraya won. Congratulations to Soraya. I kind of knew this was going to happen. I mean, they in, I mean, come on, bro. They're in the UK. They're in her background. They're in her house. Literally. Right, so you kind of knew she was gonna win. I threw a prediction out. Right, I would love to see Mercedes Money appear after the match is over to confront Soraya and get that going. That didn't happen. 
Um, but nonetheless, I think the first opening feud she'll probably have is against Tony Storm. It just makes sense. Or maybe we'll get a Carl Sheeta and Soraya going at it again for the AEW Women's Championship. That can be a possibility. We'll see what happens with that. But a match between Tony Storm and Soraya is definitely uh, going to happen. And possibly another match with Britt Baker as well. So we'll see. Um, I know you guys are wondering my uh, my grade for this one. Um, I'm going to give it a B plus. I'm going to give it a B plus, And I've seen people, social media, complaining. Justifiably so. About, you know, the time it was given. Um, the time, listen. I'm tired of repeating myself. I'm just tired. I'm just tired. Nothing I say really is going to hold any weight. These companies, these promotions... These uh, CEOs and head of creative and stuff. They're going to do what they want. To me, this is a pay-per-view. Every match should have ample amount of time. No matter if it's a tag team match, singles match, the tag team division, the main event scene, the mid-card, or the women's division. These matches should go pretty long. Um, And... Uh, I believe this match only won 8 minutes and 55 seconds. That's terrible. A fatal four-way for the AEW Women's Championship. And it only went 8 minutes and 55 seconds. Now I will say, within that time span, they did a lot within that time span. And I understand that. That is fine. But... How can you as a viewer look at the overall division and say to yourself, it's a good division. They're getting time. They're getting storylines. They're getting character development. How can you sit there and be saying that stuff when the time limit was only 8 minutes and 55 seconds? It is what it is, man. They're going to do what they want. I'm going to kind of keep it timid. I'm not going to go too crazy with my opinions on the, on the women's division. You guys know my opinions on it. At the end of the day, I'm not running it. I'm not on creative. You're not on creative. And it is what it is, man. None's really going to change until the powers that be want it to change and until they want to give us a good quality women's division. Before I move on, I want to shout out Tony Storm. This new character, this gimmick, this uh, Marilyn Monroe stuff, I dig it heavy. So shout out to Tony Storm for actually coming up with a character that you can create that the fans can invest their time into. Because Nigel McGuinness on commentary has been doing amazing work. Um, he was really selling that character. So, I fuck with it. I fuck with it heavy. So, I just wanted to shout out Tony Storm for that. Good stuff. Next up, Sting and Darby Allen defeated Swerve and Christian. Due to Sting putting Swerve in a casket. This was a okay match. It was okay. Nothing too fancy. Nothing too pretty. Swerve is over as fuck. And I love to see it. He's a super, superstar. It's Swerve Strickland. So it was cool to kind of see him get a good reaction. The hip hop stuff. I mean, listen. They're from the UK, so they should know what the game is. But um, I was listening to it, and the fans just really weren't fucking with it. It's cool. I don't matter to me. I don't care. Um, but Swerve's a superstar. He acts like it. He looks like it. And he's doing some big stuff in AEW. Um, and hopefully they can keep the momentum up for him. Christian is doing the best work. And this one is going to be a hot take. And I understand what Christian did back in 2011. Against one of the GOATs, Randy Orton, in WWE. I understand what he did around that time, and it was outstanding. At that time, that was the best run of Christian's entire career. That is now in second place. This run that he's currently in in AW is the best run throughout his entire wrestling career. Tell me when I'm telling lies. So... 
his run has been incredible. I love that he is, quote-unquote, the TNT champion in reality. He's not. That is absolutely Luchasaurus's title. I'm kind of waiting for me until we get Luchasaurus in question. I think that's going to be great. Um, but I am fucking with the uh, the run that Christian's been on. It's been tremendous work. Um, Sting and Darby Allen. I mean, not much really you can say about these two. Sting, his age, and the stuff that he's doing. I don't think WWE gives a fuck, but if I were in WWE, I am uh, very frustrated because everything that Sting is doing in AEW, he could have done the same thing in WWE. It is what it is, man. It is what it is. Um, so, but Sting is putting on great performances. His career is going to go down as one of the greatest careers of all time in wrestling history. So, shout out to Sting putting in that work. Darby Allen over as fuck. Um, and listen, I'm gonna keep saying it. I would love to see Sting versus Darby Allen in Sting's retirement match, or whenever he calls it quits. I would love to see that one-on-one -on -one match, passing of the torch between the face paint of Sting and Darby Allen. So we'll see what happens with that one. Um, next one: Will Ospreay versus Chris Jericho. Now, Chris Jericho versus Will Ospreay, I will admit right now to each and every one of you, this was a match that I um, I was questioning. I was questioning because I feel like we could have done better with, with Will Ospreay and Chris Jericho. Especially, you know... Um, with Will Ospreay's quickness, aerial moves, hop taint offense, can Jericho hang? I'm keeping it 100. I'm being real with y'all. I love Chris Jericho. He's a goat in my eyes as well. Um, hopefully he doesn't take this as disrespect, but um, I, I didn't think he would compete and hang with Will Ospreay. I mean, he kind of didn't, but he did at the same time. So I'm going to say, I'm going to eat my words. I'm going to give Jericho his flowers. I mean, I've always given him his flowers. He's one of the goats. So if that's not me giving him his flowers, I don't know what to tell you. But I will eat my words confidently. All right. I'm not one of these egomaniacs in the community that is always wants his ego and this is that. Woo -woo, like, nah, man, if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. It's no big deal. No sweat on my back. But um, Jericho, yeah, he did some shit. He did some shit in this match. This was a good match. This was fun. This was exciting. And I had a good time with it. It really exceeded my expectations. Will Ospreay. Let me tell y'all something. Will Ospreay. Listen. This is tough. I will go as far as to say, Will Ospreay, top three. And I'm talking about what I see in the ring, in between those ropes. This guy is top five in the fucking world. No particular order, but if I had my top five, or at least five men, that I genuinely like to see in the ring every time they step foot. I'm saying these five names and I mean it. Roman Reigns, MJF, Will Ospreay, Brian Danielson. The fifth spot, I'm going to go with Cody Rhodes. Cody Rhodes, Will Ospreay, Roman Reigns, MJF, these five guys, and Cody Rhodes, they are fantastic. If you do not have, everyone's entitled to their own opinion, I'm just tired of the disrespect that Will Ospreay has been getting. I don't want to fucking hear your list. If you don't have Will Ospreay in your top five best in-ring performers in the game today, I don't want to fucking hear your list. Your list to me is irrelevant. Deadass. Because I'm tired of the disrespect from Will Ospreay. It's annoying as fuck. 
Give this man his flowers. He's one of the best in the world. Y'all need to know the difference between in-ring ability and the whole package. I'm not talking about the whole package. I'm strictly talking about what I see in between those ropes. He's top five. No question. But Chris Jericho, man, this guy played Judas coming out to the ring. I'm going to play a little bit of it because it was just incredible. It was incredible. Um, This was cool. This really was cool. Um, Let's play a little bit of it. This is so cool, man. They're playing them live to the ring. This is crazy. I got chills, man. I got chills. All right, all right. That's enough. That's enough. I got chills, man. The crowd singing along with it. Fozzie singing it. And then Jericho singing the lyrics too, bro. That was cool. That was cool, man. I fuck with that. So that was fun. Enjoyable, man. Match was good. Will Ospreay got the win. Chris Jericho was busted open a little bit. It's cool, man. It is what it is. Um, But I'm going to give this one, I'm going to give it a grade of a B minus. Not an A, not an A minus, not an A plus, but it's a B minus. Nonetheless, it was enjoyable when I had a good time with it. Um, Will Ospreay will definitely be in AEW in the near future. I know he's still contracted with New Japan Pro Wrestling. Uh, His contract ends, I believe he said, in six months. So sometime next year, right? Next year, I believe. Um, We'll see what happens. So it's going to be fun and something to look forward to. All right. The Acclaim. They actually defeated the House of Black to become the new trios champions. By all three of the Acclaim pinning. And this includes... Daddy ass. All right. All three of them pinned Brody King. Now, something emotional, something very spiritual, something um, that a lot of people. um, I want to play the clip because this was just beautiful to watch. The House of Black pays tribute to Wyndham Rotunda. AKA Bray Wyatt. Pain their respects, man. Buddy Matthews with the lantern in hand. God, their entrance is cold as fuck. Alright, yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, so this was great. The match was fun. Um, the acclaim were over as fuck. We've seen in another appearance of Mercedes Monet appearing here. Um, uh, the match is good. House of Black lost. Um, the Acclaim are the new Trios champions. I love the Trios titles. I think the Trios titles are very cool. Um, I'm just trying to figure out right now, more than ever, actually, who is going to challenge the Acclaim 
Um, Billy Gunn is holding a championship. That's incredible. That's great. But who's going to challenge them? I'm trying to think. And as I'm recording, I'm thinking at the same time. And I... Uh... I can't think of anybody. Oh, well. Um, that's not good. Uh, <laughs> I'll think of somebody, but um, in the meantime, because there are people, I just want this to be a quality division. I want to be a lot of trios. I feel like there's not a lot of trios in AW really. Claim, House of Black, the Elite, the Golden, uh, the Bullet Club Gold, the Elite, you know, there's some, but there's not a lot at the same time. You know what I mean? So, hopefully Tony Khan figures that out. But uh, we'll see, man. House of Black lost. I wonder what's next for them. I can't really say because I don't even know. So, I can't really speculate on it, really. Um, but this was a good match for what it was. Um, I'm giving this one, though, a C+. This one is the only match that has a C. And that's Okay. This wasn't the greatest, but it wasn't boring either. It was pretty fun. Pretty fun. We've seen some great spots. Um, Malachi Black ate shit a couple times, but this was a good overall match. Now we're going to get into the, the good one. The main event. Storytelling is electric. Storytelling for me is something that we need to see more of in today's professional wrestling and um i mean that and so um what we got here was incredible it was incredible um this was one of the best aew man i will give aew this they have an unbelievable track record of giving us incredible matches. Incredible matches. I need to play this MJF entrance because this entrance was a fucking beast. So let me play this MJF audio entrance because it was incredible. This nigga coming up with the throne, sitting on the throne right now. This is crazy. His entrance is incredible. He's got the devil mask on. You got ladies. <laughs> you got the centers bowing down to him, man. Got the orchestra playing in the background of his entrance. He's the Roman Reigns of AEW. I'll get to that in a second. And why I said that. Heard that fan say MJF, baby. I love it. Um, why did I say that MJF is the Roman Reigns of AEW? Well, look at the way he's been presented. Look at the way he's been pushed. Look at the storytelling that this guy has been giving us during his run as AEW World Champion. I'm going to be just transparent with you guys. There is not a lot of top guy, mega stars, whatever you want to call it, in um, pro wrestling. There's just not. Um, MJF, though, is in that discussion. He's in that conversation. He's the top guy. He is the Roman Reigns of AEW. Simple. Simple. Um, and he's so young, which is crazy. I went on Twitter and I tweeted, and I fucking, I mean this with every fiber of my being. The MJF and Adam Cole friendship 
is the AEW version of the Bloodline. Let me repeat that. The MJF and Adam Cole friendship, the storyline, is the AEW version of the Bloodline. Nobody in the community has even brought that up. I did. Because this is what it reminds me of. They got something special here. They got something special. I know we might get punk. We might get this person, that person, whatever. If I'm AEW, there's one person and one person only who realistically should be the guy to defeat MJF and in his title reign. There's one guy. And it's the guy that he went one-on-one with tonight in the main event. That five-star classic main event. That opponent that he went up against is Adam Cole. Adam Cole needs to be the man to defeat MJF and eventually become the new AEW world champion. You don't need to go another match again. You don't need to do that. Take a break. Have them be ROH Tag Team Champions for a while. They eventually lose due to um, some fuckery, whatever you want to call it. And then next year. See, this is why I'm the king. I consider myself the king because I have the capability as I'm recording and talking. I'm able to come up with ideas. You know, AW just came out with, I'm going to tweet this out too, but I want to mention this on my podcast, on my show. AEW just announced that they're going to have Wembley back next year. Hopefully, I will be able to go and attend the show. You know what I mean? But we'll see. It's hot as fuck in here, man. Shit. But uh, I would love for MJF versus Adam Cole. Three. Three. To conclude next year in Wembley. I know things can happen. Whatever. I understand that. I'm aware of that. Injuries. You know, other things, but just hear me out for a second. I would love for them to go one-on-one again for a third time, round three. Have it be a stipulation this time. We had one singles match. We have a, we had another singles match. The third match should conclude next year in Wembley Stadium. And Adam Cole is the guy to defeat MJF for the AEW World title. Tell me when I'm telling lies. You can't. There ain't no motherfucker on that roster that you would probably want to see to defeat MJF. There's a couple that I would want to see, but these names you probably not might not want to see. Uh, Jay White, potentially. I mean, that'd be great, right? We got other people, but the storyline makes sense for MJF Adam Cole 3 to happen next year in Wembley. Wembley 2. All in 2 in Wembley. And Adam Cole's got to defeat MJF. That is long-term booking. That is the bloodline storyline in AEW. And they need to capitalize it now. Let me write for you, Tony Khan. I know what I'm talking about, bro. I have great ideas. Best believe that. Best believe that. This match was incredible. This match is a five-star classic. This match, in my opinion, has creeped into my top 10 of the best matches of 2023. There are people that are on social media saying MJF versus Adam Cole 2 is the greatest AEW match of all time. You have every right to say that. You have every right to say that because guess what? I said the same thing. Tell me when I'm telling lies. This is one of the best AW main events. See, we got we to gotta be a little careful. We can't just say match. We got to say main event. This is easily one of the best and greatest main event matches in AEW history. Tell me what I'm telling lies, y'all. MJF retain banger match with Adam Cole. This was a fun atmosphere tonight or today, midday. I fucked with it. It was a vibe, man. I hope you guys in the UK had a great time, had a blast. Let me know what you guys think of the review. 
on um, on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, Our Heart Radio. You know the deal. Subscribe. Rate the podcast five stars wherever you get your podcast. Be sure to comment on each and every episode. I'd appreciate it. Spread the love of the Wrestling Take with podcast. I'm taking over, bro. I'm telling y'all right now. I'm taking over. So I had a blast. Had a great time. Uh, once again, thank you, everybody, for who came out to listen to my show, who came out and listened to this review. I appreciate it. I really do. Um, I'm putting my head down. I'm going in, doing my work, and the people in the business will recognize Jordan Turner and will recognize the wrestling takeover and the brand. I'm telling y'all right now. Y'all will know, and y'all will remember my name when it's all said and done. I appreciate y'all. And I'll see y'all next time for more coverage of AEW right here on the Wrestling Takeover, the number one podcast when it comes to creativity and honesty. Y'all know the deal. Y'all know the vibes. I'll see y'all next time. Later.